0: This is the Floorball Guru podcast, episode 25. Welcome back to the Floorball Guru podcast. Today we're going to talk about the return on investment in relation to floorball. Now, A little while back at an article where we talk about the return on investment specific to developing and finding sponsors and the return on investment that as a unit if you're doing that you should be looking to create that value so that your sponsors can sponsor you without without that uh, it's a hard sell however we're gonna shift focus a little bit and we're gonna talk about return on investment specific to you as a consumer looking to build in and find and, and invest in the sport of floorball there's a couple misconceptions that um that i've heard kind of floated around in particular to the sport to getting started and a lot of it is just people don't people don't know and that's education piece is a big part of it uh you know one of them is how how expensive is it to get started how long is the equipment going to last what type of equipment do I need you know all this other stuff so we're going to explore that on the next episode in just a little bit so stay tuned and we're back well again we're talking about return on investment and getting involved in floorball so what I would love to see and I know we've seen some, some people do this and some other organizations kind of pop up, but I would love to see in every state at least one person working, developing the sport of floorball in their state. Now obviously there could be more of this, different clubs, different organizations, whatever. I just would love to see the sport being played across the country. Yeah, let's even say again throughout North America uh, and, and there are definitely pockets of people doing this so we've already kind of it's already in that motion but we need to continue to push that we need to continue to grow and we need to continue to kind of get this thing uh, further ahead now to do that you'll see a couple different different things that are thrown out if you want start a nonprofit. profit start a limited or an LLC there's different kind of structures that are set up to do that Um, and the costs will vary depending on the state as every state's a little bit different how they operate and the fees that they do but it's not that difficult to get something like that off the ground on top of that you're going to need liability insurance you're gonna definitely want it and you might as well at this point just go out and do it on your own. It's not that expensive, in, in honesty. Um, simple search, sports, youth, youth insurance, things like that, make a couple phone calls. It's not terrible. In fact, I use Sadler Sports. My Mine for, for what I use cost me about $500 for the year. So I've accrued some different costs, kind of build it up. Couple of different fees to register, city license, operator's license, so on and so forth. So I had to invest a bit of money. Then it's buying equipment. I bought boards. I bought sticks. Uh, goal. Some of the goals, things like that. So all told, depending on what you're what you're looking at, you're gonna probably spend. You know, let's just throw it off the, off the top. Fifteen hundred to two thousand dollars, right there. Um, just getting your business or your organization off the ground now there are some grants that are out there where you can work with other organizations um, you know if you're gonna work with a school or as a nonprofit different things that you could could resource and, and kind of get going but let's put a just a just throw it out there let's say two grand to run to run your organization and get off the ground well how are you gonna get that money back how are you going to get that return on your investment? I think it's pretty simple. I think it's pretty straightforward. Start teaching classes. Teach weekly classes. You know, you're talking about, you know, a 6-week class where you meet per age group once a week for 45 minutes per class. If you're doing two to three classes, and then you're at that point you need to figure out what your costs are. Do you need to rent a facility? One thing that I have done, and I definitely encourage people to do, is create mutually beneficial relationships. Go work as a contractor or a 1099 employee with a local Parks and Rec uh, office. Work out a deal where you know they charge you charge a fee, and then you get a percentage of that. Frankly, you're doing most of the work, so you should be seeing most of the percentage coming back. The nice thing with doing that is they take the registration, if- as well as they do a lot of the marketing for you. They have that that brand power to kind of build behind it. So there's a lot of benefit. Plus, most cases, they'll cover the facility costs for you. So your actual cost to get a program started is pretty minimal. When you think about it, it's your time. So over six weeks, you're doing, let's say, 12 to 15 hours of work over six weeks. And that's once a week for six weeks. I think that's pretty reasonable for most people, especially if you're working a full-time job. Can you swing that, you know, say 6 o'clock to 7, 30, 8 or 9 once a week and do that? Most people, I would argue, yes, they can do that or figure out a way to make that happen and build it from there. Now, when you're starting out and your classes are small, you're looking at, you know, your goal should be 5 to 10 kids in a class, 6 to 10 kids in a class, um, and then build it from there because you can teach with a ratio of... You know whatever you're comfortable with but I honestly I wouldn't jump over 10 uh, 20 kids in a class um, unless you've got multiple instructors to be able to break them into two small fields and things like that as well as your facility is going to kind of uh, flow what that will work with if you've got a small space you don't want to overfill it so kids feel like they're just jammed and can't have fun and, and things like and, and kind of do that way but the end at the end game how many classes do you need to do at, at what price point in order to cover those costs in the long term? Personally, because we're starting out, I, I like to, to make it as affordable as possible. Typically, my classes, are I charge 30 bucks for a class. Um, you know, there is there is a leeway at this point in time because it's a new sport. I've chosen to keep it at a lower cost to encourage more people to... Uh, to make it affordable to come and that includes the equipment so kids get to come they have equipment parents again we're trying to get people to start the game take away the excuses there's equipment there's instruction you're gonna learn you're gonna have fun you're gonna engage and then you build it from there the next step would be building and setting up leagues you could do them at the same time every area is a little bit different everyone responds differently some people are looking for leagues over classes but I argue that they're looking for both, so you might as well look to offer both if you can, because your classes will feed your leagues and vice versa. And again, raise that level of knowledge, and that, that skill level makes the product better. And then on top of that, then you start to look into camps, clinics, tournaments, so on and so forth. So all of that based off of, in theory, a $2,000 investment, your return on that should be within a year or two to cover that that expense don't get me wrong this takes a lot of legwork and a lot of coordination and a lot of marketing and being savvy and smart especially if you're good with social media Um, but it's doable and that's what I'm trying to show people is it is fully doable and when you think about the long term in three to five years that initial investment should be able to double or triple in revenue coming back and then allow you to use that money to expand and grow. And that expansion could be more equipment. But in theory, if we're doing it right, and we're employing or setting up people opportunities, we're creating opportunities for them to invest in the sport. So that part where you've invested in equipment becomes less of a need because you have more people involved who are now investing in their own sticks, their own balls, things like that. So then your investment becomes staffing. How do you grow that out? So you were doing it once a week. How can you do it two times, three times, four times? How can you move it in different parts of the city to attract or attain different people? And now it's how we're looking at from a business structure. Again, it's not that difficult, but it is an investment. We got to think about that long term and that return on your investment is going to be um, greater in the long term as you continue to expand and build it out. And if we... Excuse me. If we see this growth in this way across the country in different pockets, I firmly believe that is how the sport is going to expand. And again, we're looking at that that five years, 10 years, 20 years down the line, just like soccer. What did kids do? You got them playing soccer at the young levels. Then there were opportunities to play as they got older. Then there were tournaments. And then as we've evolved into uh, it really taking over, Now anybody and everybody's running a soccer camp or a soccer program. Just look in your local area, we'll confirm that. And look at the same with basketball. Some of these other just consistent sports, but it took that time to get to that point. Floorball will get there. But we need that front end of people developing and creating businesses to get in and to start kind of moving that needle forward. And if every state has somebody doing that and laying out that format, it will grow. It just takes time. So I encourage you, if you're really curious in doing that, and you have more questions, by all means, reach out to me through Guru or on my social media, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Facebook, I'd love to talk a little bit more and help you figure out how I can help you uh, through this process. Um, again, I don't know everything about every state. I can speak to kind of where I was at uh, dealing with it in Washington state, but it's successful, it's working, and I'm excited to see the growth as we go forward. If you're looking for more information about floorball, check out my website, www.floorballguru.com.